This is Jeremy here. I'm in my tent in Bear Creek Lake Park in Lakewood, just west of Denver. I had a beautiful bike ride today along the South Platte River Trail uh, to uh, Littleton, and almost Littleton, and then west along the Bear Creek Trail into Bear Creek State Lake Park, uh, Bear Creek Lake Park. Um, I went through, um, it was very nice, most of it uh, winding through like kind of people's backyards and uh, there were definitely some mountain bike hiking trails that you could do. Hope maybe I can do some hiking tomorrow. We, um, we'll see. I'm not sure what's around this area, but I'm hoping to get to uh, Red Rocks Park and Morrison and into Golden. And uh, but anyway, uh, I'm here. I uh, decided that I should take a nice uh, a time, an opportunity to go camping because I saw that in Denver the weather was going to be in the 70s today as it was and there was going to be a, a low of 50 overnight Fahrenheit which I said uh, that's perfect camping weather so I uh, hopped on the bus and loaded up well at first I loaded up my bags I got the uh, Brompton folding bike so I'm testing the touring setup because I'm planning to tour on the Brompton when I leave Breckenridge in, in uh, early May and so I got the bag that attaches to the front, which I, I need a bigger version of that. Um, but I got some food and, uh, you know, not a lot because I'm just going to be here for one night. Um, and I have the basics I brought, brought along my stove. just tried to make uh, some oatmeal and after about 15 minutes I, uh, I gave up. It was very windy and uh, so I was trying to boil the water. And then eventually uh, I said, you know what, I just turned it off and had lukewarm oatmeal, which was fine. I uh, I do instant. I buy the uh, quick cooking oats, and then I just boil water and pour water in them. And uh, the reason I do that is this way I don't have to clean out a pot. Um, and on a one night excursion like this, I can just bring a uh, you know a, a sealable food storage container. I could just put it in there and then close it up, and I don't have to worry about washing anything. Um, but I do have a bowl. I'm not sure why I brought the bowl along. Um, I got some new camping gear in the thrift shop. A couple bucks. That was great. So anyway, I'm out here. Um, I had a little, I was a little rushed my last hour because I uh, thought I was not going to make the sunset. And, um, you know, I like to get here, but especially since I was trying to get to an established campground, I wasn't going to try to, uh, you know, I didn't need to set up in the dark um, to avoid being seen. And I'm here. I'm the only one here. It's a small campground with, you know, like, I don't know, half a dozen sites here, some picnic tables and a couple of grills, and, uh, you know, and uh, composting toilets. And it's uh, the first thing I do when I get to a place is I check for bear-proof trash cans. And uh, there was a trash can, and it is most definitely not bear-proof, which means I shouldn't really have to worry about bears. Um, hopefully I don't have to worry about rac raccoons or anybody else either. Um, I don't really have much food that would tempt them, but I have a couple of bars and oranges and some stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm some in the tent. I need to, so in addition to the uh, big the bag that I have attached to the front of the Brompton, which is basically a, you know, an oversized briefcase. It's like a messenger bag size briefcase um, that just clips on the front. Headset is really nice. Um, I also went with what I did the last time I toured with the Brompton was I uh, took a hiking backpack, um, and I think it's 30 about 35 liters and I attach that to the rear rack of the bike and it works great because when I'm 
when I'm taking the bus or otherwise off the bike, I can put the backpack on my back, I fold up the bike, and that goes in one hand, and then the briefcase bag goes in the other hand. So it works out really well. And uh, in the backpack, I had to put my tent and my sleeping bag, which is pretty small, and a sleeping mat. And I actually, my tent is so big, I really need a smaller tent. And uh, I have this two-person tent that's just, it's great, great size, and it worked out great when I was uh, on the full-size bike. But with the Bromson setup, I'm just not going to have the room if I, once I throw clothes and everything else in there. So I'll have to get a new tent. And I opted to bring a yoga mat instead of the inflatable sleeping pad just to save on, uh, space. And so, uh, so I'm here now. Um... The riding itself was probably less than 20 miles. Um, I didn't want to push it today because I haven't been riding any serious distances lately. Um, just because I live in Breckenridge and it's the winter and you know, I'm mostly doing other things. And, uh, and then, you know, the riding I've been doing is you know, a couple miles here and there. So I, uh, I didn't want to push it too much. And I think I, you know, I was definitely uh, was pushing it at the end because I, I uh, wanted to get to the campsite. And it was a reminder of how when you're camping, one of the benefits of carrying a tent and being able to stealth camp or wild camp is that, uh, you know, if you feel like you can't make it anymore, then you can just stop and camp. Um, but I did, I did push on to make it to the campground. Um, it's very windy here. I had to I immediately stake the tent and threw some heavy stuff inside of it and so far so good uh, the wind is kind of comes in spurts quieting down but uh, of course I had a uh, headwind the whole day so that was no fun uh, tomorrow I'm going to try to push on to uh, Red Rocks Park and Morrison and Golden uh, there's also Hayden Green I think it's Hayden Green Park uh, I'm going to try to hit those and then bike on into Denver and uh, we'll see how I feel. If I do a lot of biking in, in those places, then maybe I'll take the train, the light rail, into Denver. Um, but I want to finish at the vegan restaurant if I, if I can make that work. Um, hopefully I'll get there before they close. Although I may have to go to Boulder to, get, to visit the uh, Brompton shop. Uh, I had to try to, get a, try to go to a Brompton shop today in Denver, and unfortunately it's no longer there. And so I, uh, Brompton is the folding bike manufacturer. I need a couple of Brompton-specific things. So I, uh, maybe I'll go to Boulder tomorrow, and Boulder has great bike riding. They have wonderful trails and uh, you know, very bike-friendly uh, hippie town, uh, or progressive town, I guess you would say. Um, so today I, uh, I didn't bring everything that I normally carry with me when I'm camping just because uh, I'm only going for one night. Uh, but I did bring most things. And um, I have a couple of, uh, just a light jacket that I wore most of the day and a sweatshirt that I'm wearing now. Of course, I took all my uh, gloves and hat and everything off and, the, and the, one of the jackets. And once I got into Denver and I was like, oh, I didn't think about where to, to put these. So that's, a, that's always a concern is making sure that you leave enough room for things that you pick up along the way. I like to cook pretty simple things. Uh, I eat a lot of oatmeal when I'm on tour. As I mentioned, I do the quick oats so that because it's easy and then I don't have to wash a pot. Um, but there's other things like corn grits are good for um, for that, for, you know, simple 
you know they, they cook easily and uh, and fairly quickly uh, couscous is good uh, there are a bunch of grains any grains that'll cook fast uh, one mistake that I made a long time ago was to make try to make rice and lentils um, that took like an hour and I was really hangry when uh, I was done with that uh, I don't like pasta I know a lot of people like pasta because of the carbs um, I feel like wheat is very heavy but also more importantly the um, it takes a lot of you need a lot of water and depending where you're camping you know if you're camping at a campground that has running water like no big deal but uh, you know if you're um, if you're I just saw a flash of light and that freaked me out um, I'm not too far from a highway here it's a little little noisy and so that's that's not great. Um, I can, in fact, if I look out in one direction, I can see a big Home Depot sign um, lit up. Um, but over there, it looks like I can see the moon. Well, that's pretty cool. I got a beautiful view of the mountains in the other two directions, so that's great. Um, but anyway, yeah, I like simple stuff. I uh, I really struggle with not being able to eat a lot of fruit on tour. Um, you know, I get a smoothie whenever I can, put it in my insulated water bottle, and I'll usually finish it before the end of the day. But and then you know, and I stock up as much water as I can. Usually, when I'm camping, I'll have four water bottles, including the smoothie bottle. So then, I when I get to camp, I have four bottles, um, which I think is added up is probably about a half gallon of water, and that seems to do the job most of the time, as long as I can refill, you know, in the first five miles or so during the day. Uh, and of course, it depends how much you cook. But this is one of the reasons that I don't like things that take a lot of water. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I struggle with fruit because I don't really want to attract uh, anybody to come and eat it. So I, I really have a hard time with that one. If you've figured that out, let me know because I love fruit, a lot of it, especially in the summer. And uh, I would love to, nothing more than be able to get up at the campsite and have oatmeal and a smoothie. But obviously, you're not caring. Um, frozen fruit and I'm not carrying a blender so obviously that's not happening although I did have a friend once who tried to get me to build one of those blenders that um, they used to show them every once in a while I think Bikes Not Bombs had one where you could basically it was a bike with a blender in the rear rack and you could just pedal it and make it work and that was really cool but uh, I'm not going to do anything like that that just seems a little bit over the top it would be fun though so that's enough for me for now, unless I have some other random thoughts, which I probably will, um, and then I will share those. If not, I will talk to you, I will record tomorrow. You'll be hearing this in the future anyway. Making myself some oatmeal here in Morrison, near the entrance to Red Rocks Park. You can probably hear the traffic behind me. Uh, you can probably hear my zipper as I zip up my jacket it's pretty cold it's uh, definitely got in the 30s last night um, I was expecting low around 50 so um, yeah I was uh, not super well prepared but I made it work I kept bundling up got had all my all my clothes on and I was able to uh, make like my feet were cold the whole night and I had two pairs of socks on I don't know what the deal was with that but uh, and I didn't sleep well we're fairly close to a road I guess I haven't been camping in a while so uh that wasn't so great. Um, but I'm making some oatmeal now. I Actually, I just made oatmeal. This is much better than last night. And uh, I think the reason is because I 
forgot, I haven't been camping in a while, and so I forgot to uh, turn up the, um, the heat, the amount of fuel being released from the canister. And uh, that makes a difference. So uh, now I have some nice oatmeal, and I am eating it, and I am making some, I'm boiling some water for tea as well, and brought along one tea bag, and uh, now would, would be the time. Uh, it was very, very windy last night. My tent was blowing a lot, and that made it very hard to fall asleep. And the wind probably died off around midnight, maybe a little later. Um, also, the it got dark earlier, and so my usual habit of going to sleep getting in my tent right when it gets dark and going to sleep soon after um, didn't really work out as well as it usually does because uh, it just my body wasn't ready to fall asleep you know I normally get off of work at midnight my body's not ready to fall asleep until like 1 and I tried going to sleep at like 6 or 7 <laughs> p.m. And, uh, so that didn't work so well but eventually I did I got like an hour of sleep at a time and I would wake up and it'd be cold and you know Go use the bathroom and you know camping stuff, but uh, but I made it work and I got out uh, as soon as it was light. As soon as there was light, I got up and got going because I wanted to get moving. I knew getting moving would keep me warm, so uh, so I did that and uh, and I rode about two miles to the town of Morrison and uh, stopped at the little gas station and washed up, brushed my teeth, uh, got some water out of the fountain. That's a tip that a lot of people don't seem to take advantage of, I don't really know why, um, the getting water from fast food restaurants, gas stations, anywhere that has like a soda fountain, uh, you can get water, you can go in and fill up a water bottle for free, and uh, every once in a while somebody will give you a hard time for it, but uh, it's it's almost never a problem, um, a lot of places I'll ask, if I'm in the city, I won't say anything, I won't give them a reason to come bother me. Um, but that's that's what I got here. I got water and making tea and uh, going to enjoy it. Uh, I'm about two miles from the center of Red Rocks Park, which is a pretty well-known concert space and amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. I'm going to go bike up there. Uh, the time now is about 7.30 a.m. Um, as I said, I got up early at the first, the first light, which was about 6. <clears throat> I packed up my tent and everything. And uh, got it going. So uh, I got definitely got a little work to do on my setup here in this bag. I definitely need a smaller tent. Um, and maybe the, the yoga mat wasn't uh, the best idea in the world. It was, uh, it was better than... You, I wouldn't say it was useless, but it, uh, it didn't provide much cushioning. And the, the air pad would have been much better. So I got to figure out if I can get a smaller tent. Maybe I can fit my air pad. I want to get a smaller air pad because my air pad is basically, when it rolls up, it's basically full width. Just, just if you picture just an air pad that's like a twin size mattress, maybe a little narrower, it's like you know three feet wide, um, just rolled up, and um, so it takes up a good bit of space. But uh, and it it um, it deflates. It's like a self-inflating pad. So you, it's got that special foam that when you when you open the valve, it kind of sucks in air, and so you still have to blow into it, but not as much. And so I'd like to get a smaller one, but if I get a smaller one, there's a lot more uh, inflation required. And when you've been biking all day and you're exhausted and you get to camp, especially if you're stealth camping, the last thing you really want to do is uh, be blowing into a tent for 10 minutes, or into a sleeping pad for 10 minutes. So i gotta, I got to think about that. 
Uh, sleeping bag was good for warm weather. Oh, my tea's boiling. Yay, my water's boiling. Um, sleeping bag was good for warm weather, um, but they didn't quite do the job with the cold temperatures that we had uh, last night. I wasn't expecting it to get into the upper 30s Fahrenheit. That was um, an unpleasant surprise. Um, and it did very fast, too. Uh, it was pretty much as soon as the sun went down, it got dark. And I was biking, you know, with no shirt on. I mean, with no, um, of course I have a shirt. I don't do that. Um, I was biking with no jacket. And uh, when I when I first got nearby, and maybe a half hour before I got there, the sun was starting to go down, I, uh, I put my jacket on. And it was, and when I say jacket, I'm talking about like a light rain wind jacket. I still had my sweatshirt in my bag that I wasn't wearing at the time. I'm, I'm wearing everything now. But uh, including my uh, my long underwear, my um, I guess that's what you call it. They're like uh, basically tights, like black pants, um, that I will use when it's like below like ten degrees in the city and I'm or town and I'm walking around and you know I'm out and about and uh, it'll keep me warm. But uh, if I'm biking in that temperature, then definitely. And uh, so I'm glad I brought them along just in case. And I definitely probably by midnight I put them on. I needed them. It was, it was a very good uh, good decision. Uh, no bike problems yet, aside from the taillight that still doesn't work. And I was a little worried about that last night. I heard some coyotes, and I uh, it was kind of cool, but also really terrifying, because uh, I don't know what I would do if I was if a coyote came over to my tent. But I kept thinking that I didn't really have much of anything they'd be interested in. Um, I didn't have I don't have meat. Um, I didn't have any open fruit. I had some oranges and apples that haven't been opened yet. Um, but I didn't have any food that was like cooked and, you know, that would attract them. So I was figured I'd be okay. And, uh, as it turned out, uh, all worked out in the end. Um, so here I got my tea. I'm going to boil, uh, if I can find this tea bag here. I don't know what I did with it. This is going to be a challenge here. Trying to, oh, wait, here it is. Sweet. Um, still learning how to pack. And travel with this this setup here. Um, see, you get to deal with obnoxious morons like that when your bike's in full touring. Um, just revving the engine for no reason. Um, so I'm gonna put my tea bag in there, and this is cool because I got this this pot is working out pretty well. Um, I'm still working on the setup here. I got the, like I said, I do need a bigger bag for the front, um, but I made it work with what I have, and it it really keeps you minimal. It, this trip was fairly easy because I didn't have that much stuff because I was only staying one night. So I did bring an extra shirt, a long, you know, a long sleeve shirt, which I wound up putting on, and um, and I brought you know, the pants, but an extra pair of socks. But I really don't have much because I'm, I'm just one night. So if I'm going to be you know touring for a month, then you know you're carrying three or four days worth of clothes. Maybe you know three days is probably a good number. And so that's I guess. I guess you can get away with three and just wearing one of them. Um, so that's, I got to work on that. I got to work on water storage. Um, I thought that there was going to be facilities at this campground, like restroom facilities. It said there were restroom facilities, and I guess what they meant were uh, there was composting toilets, which was fine, but it also meant that I didn't have water. All the uh, water pumps were shut off for the season. So that was a little annoying, but I had a feeling that might be the case, so I, I planned ahead and I brought water. And uh, and that was good. I typically take um, when I am on my bike. I typically, I typically have four bottles of water, two twenty ounce and two sixteen ounce, all insulated, so they stay cold or, or hot. In this case, I'm putting tea in here, and uh, so it's going to stay hot. 
Um, and I, I particularly, as I'm trying to pour this tea here without, uh, without spilling it while I'm talking on the podcast as well. Um, yeah, so I typically will have, uh, it's about a half gallon of water, I guess. And that is good. It's usually enough. Um, and it'll get me to, you know, for 10, 20 miles or so, depending on the weather. And when I'm camping, I like to fill them all up within a couple miles of the campsite so that I have water. Um, I don't need more than one of them overnight, but, you know, to drink, and probably not even that much, because otherwise you have to get up and go to the bathroom all night. But I uh, will have, like to have some for, for uh, boiling tea, and then if uh, if it takes a while to find water in the morning, you know, these are the things you never know when you're on a bike tour. You know, right now I'm going I'm pretty close to towns, but uh, that's not always the case. So um, I will sign off here and finish my oatmeal, which is getting cold, and uh, and drink some tea. I'm back in downtown Denver. Uh, I'm standing on the 16th Street Mall, watching my uh, favorite, my, my kind of transit service. Uh, it's got its own dedicated street, no cars, and uh, a lot of businesses, a lot of people. Uh, it runs every two minutes. And it pulls up and it keeps moving, which is great. So anyway, uh, today started off a little uh, lousy, but it quickly got better. The weather warmed up. I was able to make some oatmeal. I, as you may recall from the previous episode, I got out as soon as as soon as there was daylight. I got out of the tent. I packed everything up and I got the hell out of there. I had I had a couple Lara bars that I that I had for my bag. And, uh, and the reason is because it was just cold, and I wanted to get going. I wanted to warm up. Um, I didn't want to be riding at, like, 4 in the morning. Because then, you know, when you get into town, nothing's open. And uh, and it's just not as pleasant. You don't get the scenery because it's dark. Um, but it was never really pitch black in this place I was camping because um, there were a lot of suburban developments around there, you know, housing and uh, some stores around. Um, and it was a little too close to the highway. But anyway, I'm glad I got out there. I think if I if I knew that it was not gonna that it was gonna be like in the high 30s uh, temperatures at night, then I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have gone camping. So I guess I'm glad that I did. Um, I got to ride. I rode to a few miles into Morrison. Uh, not really much of anything in the town there, and what little there was was closed. But uh, I did stop into a gas station, wash up, and get going. And um, and then I moved on. Sorry, you can probably hear the bus in the background. It's, a, it's an all-electric bus, so it's not too bad. But, um, yeah, so I went into, rode into Red Rocks Park, which was uh, fantastic. Absolutely beautiful scenery. And um, very hilly, though. Uh, lots of climbing on this trip. So I think I probably didn't do more than about 20 miles each of yesterday and today. But uh, very, very hilly, a lot of climbing um, and uh, challenging. So I got into Red Rocks Park. I climbed about two miles to the uh, visitor center and uh, near the amphitheater. And I hung out by the visitor center, just beautiful views, um, very scenic of all the mountains and the lakes. And I just hung out there for like a half an hour or so, let it warm up a bit, and just ate, ate my oranges. And uh, then I went over to the amphitheater, 
um, Red Rocks Park. It's 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 just it's kind of it's beautiful and it's amazing, but it's also it's also kind of ridiculous that they built that in the mountain. Like they just carved out rocks and built it in the mountain, and it's ridiculous. Uh, but I went up there, and there's a lot of people uh, exercising, people running the uh, the rows. It's like bleachers, basically. So you have people running all the rows, and then you had um, people doing all kinds of other exercise. I went up to the top. Uh, I think it was probably about 100 feet elevation to the stage and 100 feet elevation to the top. So I don't know what that one and one is two, 200. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think it was like 57 some odd hundred feet. So uh, not bad. Or maybe no, six thousand. I think it was six thousand at the top. But anyway, um, lots of steps. I don't know how many. But if you want to find out, I'm sure the internet can tell you this. Um, but anyway, from there, I rode on into Golden. I uh, went into Lakewood. Um, I rode along the um, C-470 freeway, which is uh, was interesting because um, I don't have a whole lot of experience riding along freeways. And it was uh, it was not on the freeway itself, but it was a, a bike path that was right next to it. And, um, you know, it's, it's never going to be a pleasant environment, but I, I did have a thought that if you're going to... You know, these are transportation corridors, and uh, if we're going to have freeways, then you know the the freeway money. You know, if we're going to if we're going to have them and keep maintaining and upgrading them, then we should be spending little bits of money on uh, adding paths where there are no alternate routes. And so this was the C470 trail that ran along uh, 470, and then 70. Um, I climbed a lot more than I descended, so that was definitely strenuous because I was. Doing a lot of climbing, and uh, I didn't have much to eat, and I, I bonked a couple times, and I was able to uh, to uh, keep going. But um, I snacked on granola that I had brought that I made last week. So bonking, for anybody not familiar, it's a biking term for bike touring or racing when you just you you're going and you just you just don't have anything anymore. And you just, all of a sudden you just can't do it. Um, and you're like, I got no more. And you're going up this tiny little hill or whatever, and you just can't do it. Um, and so that happened to me a couple of times today. Um, but I was able to get into the Red Rocks College RTD light rail station. I took the light rail into Denver, and then I hopped on the bus, number 15, going down to Govinda's Garden Cafe, which is an excellent vegan cafe. Um, used to be a vegetarian, now it's all vegan. Uh, it's run by... The people who run the Hare Krishna temple next door, I believe. I think it's related. And I was talking to the owner, and apparently he's opened vegetarian restaurants in uh, Dallas and Puerto Rico and maybe a couple other places. Um, but it's great because it's an all-vegan buffet. Uh, it's all you can eat, um, which is fantastic. I mean, that's like basically the dream. It's like when I first went vegan, I dreamed of that. Of being able to, you know, like we used to go into like the Chinese buffet, you know, when back when I would eat that crap, and uh, you know, go and you could, you could literally like, you know, fill yourself up, and you wouldn't eat for another five hours. And that's basically what I did today. Um, and I got, uh, and then I asked if I could, uh, if I could pack myself a, you know, some stuff from the salad bar to go um, for a little extra money. And um, I think he threw in a couple extra bucks. I'm not sure, but um, but that's great. So I have that for the bus. So I'm very very happy about that, and uh, yeah, it's been a, so after that, i just been biking around Denver, I rode through City Park, um, I stopped into a bike shop to get my, my saddle fixed, 
Turns out that I was having a problem with one of the shims. Um, the saddle kept tilting. Like if I if I leaned too hard on it, it would tilt downward or upward, and uh, that was that was weird. So I but it's been doing this for a while, and I stopped in mainly because I wanted to find somebody who sold dynamo lights so I could get the wire. Um, and he did sell dynamo lights, but they said that wires are not the common thing to be in stock. So uh, I'm going to have to keep uh, pursuing that. Um, and yeah, I've been just riding around Denver, and it's been uh, it's interesting because now it's getting chilly. It's probably down in the low 50s, maybe maybe even below 50 right now, um, which is interesting because it was so warm before. It's like once the sun goes down, and I think it's because I'm in downtown Denver because all the buildings here are blocking out the sun. Like once the sun goes down, the temperature drops uh, rapidly and significantly. Uh, all in all, this is a very good trip. I had a great time, and uh, I'm waiting on... Uh, I'm a bus to go back. I'm just kind of hanging out down here. I, I enjoy coming to Denver. I just always been a city person, and this is living in a place that's not a big city is kind of a new experience for me. Even though I've done little bits and pieces of that before, but you know, for this is the longest I've lived in a place that's not a big city. So it's uh, so I do enjoy coming down to the big city and riding my bike and you know walking around and, and all that. So, um, so that was great, and um, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, let me know. I'm interested to know how you, uh, where you've been camping or traveling, and uh, I will share it if you so desire. You can write in. Uh, the email address is Jeremy at vegantravelpodcast.com or Jeremy at criticaltransit.com. I believe I have them set up. If I did it right, they both come to the same place. So then I will uh, write back. Hopefully, uh, I'm on Twitter at Critical Transit, and you can find me on Facebook if you try hard enough vegantravelpodcast.com Thanks for listening and I will talk to you on the next adventure.